0: Good. Think about forgiveness, okay? So before this morning, none of you had ever heard of me or ever met me before, okay? So relationally, we were at zero. Are you with me? Now, I did mention um, that I was from England and I've been in Aberdeen and I had a square sausage for breakfast. So I might have offended you already. So relationally, we might be at minus 10, mightn't we, because of the offence. But if you're gracious... You might forgive me and you you might cancel the written code against me and uh, choose to uh, count my sin against me no more. Relationally, we're now at zero, aren't we? God says, you're not just forgiven. You're welcomed into my family. I will be your father. That intimacy that you have with God is only available through adoption. Every time you pray the Lord's Prayer, every time you dare to call God your father, that is affirming your adoption. Because only Jesus has the right to call God his father. But we are adopted sons and daughters. And so do you see all these wonderful treasures that were given through the doctrine of adoption? Why don't we sing about it? Why don't we pray about it? Why don't we preach about it? Why don't we celebrate it? I think if we did, it might soften our hearts to the challenge in our society. Because at the moment in the UK, there are 6,000 children that are waiting for adoption. Most of those children are not babies. There's a whole queue of people waiting for a baby to adopt in the UK. Most of the children that are waiting for adoption are older. Three plus. You know what they tell me? A black boy in London who's over three years old is deemed unadoptable. He's written off at three. Because people don't want those kind of kids. They think at three you're going to be too damaged and too broken to be welcomed into a family. We want to say, well, look, imagine that God had thought about you that way. You know, I've got a shopping list of what I'm looking for in a child. It's got to be tiny, no emotional baggage, no special needs, uh, just perfect. Then I'll adopt because I don't want to damage my family. Imagine God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit had sat in the glory of heaven and said, you know what? It's a bit risky adopting this human race. Don't want any broken people, no sinners, no older people. Just want perfect people. That wasn't God's heart. God was motivated to adopt us into his family. Not because he needed us, but because we needed him. Adoption that we're calling people to is not about getting the kids that you want. It's about the kids getting the families that they need. And that means you might have no desire for extra children in your life. You might have already had your kids. You might have no kids. You might be married. You might be single. But you begin to look at yourself and say, could I be the parent that some of these children will need? Just very briefly, I want to show you a little video, one story, and then we'll draw our time to a close. So could you run the video? Thousands of children in the UK waiting, waiting for the love of a permanent family. 6,000 in need of adoption. If we don't adopt these children and they stay in the care system and they age out of care aged 18, the church meets them again. And it's fantastic we meet them again when we do our prison ministry, when we do our work amongst the homeless, or when we do our work amongst the addict community. And it's great the church is stepping up and helping them, people that have got themselves into all sorts of challenges, the help that they need. But wouldn't it have been even better to intervene when they were three or four years old? And I can't promise you a happy ending like Despicable Me or Anne of Green Gables. These kids are carrying all sorts of hurt because most of them have been neglected or abused. And they're going to need love like you may never have experienced before in your life. And you might think, well, surely that's someone else's responsibility. You know, that's social services, or or that's people that are kind of wired that way. Look, there's, there's some passages that have been weighing heavy on my heart as I've read them in the Bible. One is Isaiah 1. If you want a bit of challenge this afternoon, read Isaiah 1. It challenges what we consider worship. God asks his people to shut up shop, to stop bringing meaningless offerings, to stop singing, and to stop praying because we haven't championed the cause of the fatherless if you think that's an Old Testament thing we'll flip over to James chapter 1 verse 27 God says this true religion that God our Father accepts as pure and blameless is cracking worship band amazing building fantastic preaching lovely home groups all of those things are wonderful and great but that's not how that sentence ends True religion that God our Father accepts as pure and blameless is to care for widows and orphans in their distress. Leave that undone and the rest of our worship, says God, carries little value. Those are challenging passages that have been haunting my soul. So we're calling the church. There's a need in our towns, in our cities. Kids that need love and permanency. Can you help? 6,000 to be adopted, but 9,000 more foster families needed. The government is desperate, can't think of where to find these people. I did a bit of maths. I worked out that uh, in our database of churches in the UK that would call themselves evangelical, we've got about 15,000. How's your maths? It's just one family per church that steps forward and the rest of us to be and act as the family they're going to need us to be to support them in this. And we can do it. I've told you about my little family and one little lad who experienced some pretty terrible stuff. Why do I tell you that one story? Well, you know the old story, the really old one. Maybe you've got it as a fridge magnet. It's of a little boy walking along a beach and he comes across a thousand washed up starfish left behind by the tide. And he picks up the starfish and he runs to the shore and he's about to throw it in when someone intercepts him. For some reason, it's always an older person that intercepts him. It's a bit of an ageist story. But the older person says, why do you bother? It doesn't make a difference. And that boy throws it in and he says, yes, it does. It makes a difference to this one. That's a really old story because today, a boy walking along a beach, he'd have one of these. It's a smartphone. And he'd do what I'm going to do now. He's going to take a selfie. You might want to smile because <laughs> you're going to be in this. This is going online. Be careful. <laughs> All right, I'm smiling. And he'd post that selfie of himself and the thousand star fish, And he'd post it on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram, Snapchat, you name it. And he'd let everybody he knew know about the problem. And I don't think it would take long before he had a thousand people down on that beach each picking up a starfish and chucking it back in. And he wouldn't just make a difference to one, he'd make a difference to all of them. Friends, we, the people of God, the adopted people of God, we have experienced the love of a gracious father in our lives. Surely we are well equipped to pass that love on to the children in need in our country. And if we did it, if we, the church, did it and gave homes to all the children that needed it, what would that say of the gospel to our nation wouldn't that be a lived example of the adopting grace of God so I'm asking for your help it might be you need to search your heart and see if it's for you to become an adopter or a foster carer or maybe you need to stand alongside someone else in the church that's willing to do it and you'll be the support they need or maybe you want to pray into this and uh, I'm going to put my email address up on the screen you could literally in the service send me an email and uh, let me know that you want to be part of this movement that wants to see this change or maybe you'd even want to give a skill or some money to make this possible because I believe this is on the heart of God just as the band come up to lead us in worship I just want to offer a time of prayer and maybe God's been speaking to you this morning, and will just give you a chance to respond to that. We're going to sing a song that celebrates the work of the Spirit, the Spirit that means that God has not left us as orphans. He has come to us that we might be His family. And if you're able to and willing, I'd like to invite you to stand as we pray together. Let's stand as, as the people of God together. And again, if this, this is comfortable for you, you might want to put your hands out and say, to, as if you're saying to God, here I am. Father God, it's an honour, it's a privilege that we can call you our Father. That you saw us in our need, we were like vulnerable children. But at just the right time, you sent your Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem us, that we might receive the right to adoption as your sons and daughters and Lord even this morning if there are those here that don't know you as an adopted dad I invite them Lord just to call out to you Abba father welcome me home into your loving arms but father for those of us that know your adopting grace in our lives would you break our hearts That we might share that love practically, not just in words, but practically to a hurting nation. Would your church rise up and act as you have acted in our lives. Would you help us to be a father to the fatherless and a protector of widows and orphans. In Jesus name we pray. it. Amen.